Hello, everyone. This is Ben. And before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to address one quick thing. Uh, in this episode, we do refer to it as Season 1, Episode 10. There are some differences between the production order, uh, which is also the same as the DVD order, and both the Netflix and broadcast order, uh, which does put this episode as the first episode of Season 2. There are a lot more differences later on in the series as we go, but I just wanted to make a quick note that for this podcast, we will be using the DVD slash uh, production order. If you're watching along at home on Netflix, just be aware that the order will change in a couple of episodes, uh, so just don't be afraid of that change. That's all I had. I just wanted to get that out uh, at the start of the episode, and without any further delay, here is today's episode. I've booked us all on the maiden voyage of the largest, most luxurious space cruise ship ever built, the Titanic. Looks nice. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 10, A Flight to Remember. We're up to 10 episodes already, Mike. That is an amazing amount of episodes that we are we are have either done or are currently doing as we speak. Literally as we speak, because that's what a podcast is. <laughs> no we started so well we got a cold open on this got one another cold open they uh the crew as, as ben looks at his uh, notes as if my notes alien. are so my handwriting is illegible i, I i'm it, close uh and i was i was sitting at a table writing the stuff down um the crew uh the the crew returns from uh, a delivery to cannibalon the which uh leela says is the worst delivery ever bender uh hated it as well but enjoyed the food they decide that they are just going to quit because they've had it and the professor says well i guess i'll have to find somebody else to go on this vacation which they seem to be more interested in than quitting wouldn't you be well isn't quitting your its own vacation i guess not in the year 3000 because you still get fired into the sun right it's true because you got to do what you got to do the professor reveals that for this vacation, he has booked them all on the maiden voyage of the Titanic. Sounds good. Uh, the soundtrack definitely knows the connotation to what that is um, and basically just stings them every single time, even with the reactions that they have, which is, oh, okay, cool. Because they don't, even Fry, the one that is should possibly know more, None of them seem to recognize the name Titanic when it comes to ships or spaceships. I guess Fry never saw the hit 1997 James Cameron film Titanic. Well, I will tell you who has. Whoever wrote this episode. It's true. This episode, 
uh, just to get ahead of ourselves a little bit, is very heavily influenced by the said 1997 film. I would suggest it beats you over the head with it. Which I find to be kind of weird because it's not exactly hitting this movie at its peak. This episode came out like three years later. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add there. I just think it's, I think hitting a parody of something so hard, which is something Futurama does from time to time, and ends up, I mean, it's going to end up doing it in the next episode anyway, but it does it enough that sometimes it just doesn't land, and this one is an interesting choice. I just feel like this is the first time, I mean, so like like I said earlier, this is our 10th episode, which means it's also Futurama's 10th episode. True. This is the first time in 10 episodes that I feel that this 16-year-old show is really dating itself. Okay. Because this episode screams late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, it is just, like you said, beat you over the head with this like, oh, hey, did you see Titanic? Did you see Titanic? We're making fun of Titanic right now. Mm -hmm. That's true. And for some of us who was left behind when they were seven, because instead of wanting to watch this movie that, you know, was romantic and whatever, they wanted to play Madden NFL football on their N64. I can't imagine who we're talking about right now. Uh, certainly not me, a uh, f- person that still enjoys playing Madden NFL on his Xbox One. Let's get back to the plot, shall we? Sure. After the credits, we get to see them uh, lining up to mm-hmm. board on sure. the Titanic. Uh, Mayor Poopenmeyer, which you, uh, it, it's it, in my contract to do this podcast, it says I have to chuckle every time Mayor Poopenmeyer <laughs> comes up, and I and I'm sorry, I just have to now. Um, he announces the captain of the Titanic as one Zap Brannigan. It's true. Zap Brannigan comes back for the first time. Leela seems to react negatively. I wonder why. I wonder why. As I mentioned before, in uh, when we covered Love's Labors Lost in Space, uh, every time Zap Brannigan comes up for the first like two seasons, somebody points out that leela slept with him a lot of times it's bender like here it's bender or was it bender i just watched this episode i should know this yeah i believe so zoidberg says oh it seems like you know him Uh, it seems like you met him and then uh right and then bender says bender says was that before or after you slept together yeah so yeah uh, i feel like a lot of the times it's bender just kind of being jerk bender band's favorite character jerk bender that was the the theme song for a segment that I call Ben's favorite character, Jerk Bender. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might have to workshop that name, but it, I mean, most of it tracks. Uh, Zap christens the the ship Titanic with the head in the jar of Leonardo DiCaprio, which is, huh? Look at that Titanic reference go flying right by. Uh huh. We're already into it. I mean, we already started in it. Like the whole the f- cold open had Titanic in it. At this point, Zap sees leela and uh does his traditional hitting on leela poorly poorly uh and tries to not be direct with his seduction but is incredibly and way too direct leela as a sort of uh way to get out of that says that she is engaged and then tries to decide which one of the men uh, there <laughs> is going to be the one she pretends to be engaged to. The, the men who are currently unattached. 
because because uh, actually have we seen hermes at this point he he's in the crowd with them yeah but i don't think we've seen him i don't know anyway, it's irrelevant the the three men that she chooses between are the professor zoidberg and fry and she has a real hard time trying to de- decide which one is going to be her fake fiance wouldn't you zoidberg's there yes yes we all know you would pretend to be engaged to zoidberg i wouldn't even pretend <laughs> okay um <clears throat> i now know too much <laughs> She does eventually, after a lot of hesitation on both uh, the professor and Zoidberg, and even hesitation on Fry, she does eventually settle on Fry as her fake fiancé. And Zap does not seem very convinced by this. Or he does just doesn't care. But he, he does get that sort of like um, uh, sinister sort of look on his face. Sure. Uh, I, 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 don't, I think it's pretty obvious that if you're standing there while Leela is like, mm, uh, mm, mm, and trying to decide which one is her fake fiance. You're assuming Zap is Notice paying attention. It. You're right. I am assuming Zap notices anything, which is correct. You are good. You have a good point. They check out the quarters that they're all going to be staying in. Mm-hmm. The professor shows off his very illustrious suite. Sure. Before um, they enter said suite. Uh, Bender sees a beautiful fembot and a wonderful. I mean, that kind of happens. Like it kind of everybody mm-hmm. goes in, and then it zooms in on Bender who sees the fembot, and um, yeah, uh, they they both like extend their eyes, and then Bender loses track of her when his eyes fall out, and he puts that has to scramble to put them back, in. which is a great sight gag. It's I love very, that. I, my favorite thing about this sight gag is trying to explain it on a podcast. It does not uh, translate very well to describing his eyes zoom out and fall out. They also point out that Hermes and his wife have an equally posh suite. Mm -hmm. And I believe this is the first time we see his wife. uh, This is the first time we see La Barbara. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I said it in the same way that Hermes does. I am not I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. And also, Zoidberg has a uh, marble, marble tank, tank. Uh, that he's staying in. All the things to be unison on. Marble tank was ours. Ben, we did it. <laughs> My eyes are rolling. Uh, yeah, they're rolling across the floor like Bender's did. Boom, from downtown. Fry says, wow, this is a really nice suite. And the, prof- the professor says, it'll seem even nicer when you check out yours. And they're down on the fiesta deck that's true and i i took a note as they go down the elevator what they see uh they see first class obviously and then second class where a lot of like stereotypic tourists with fanny packs and you know crappy cameras and things like Mm -hmm. that they see steerage which seems to be a um it's uh, literally the dance party from the movie titanic excellent I, i i won't point out that i still have not seen titanic and i have no plans to so thank you for helping me on this Titanic journey. I will point out any Titanic references you need pointed out. I mean, I got some of them, like the paint me like you're... Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, they go see uh, to the laundry deck, which is literally laundry. That is not a Titanic reference, just so you know. I thought they had an entire deck that was just a wash <laughs> cycle is the weird thing. So I thank you for helping me out with that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, they then see the bowels of the ship with a lot of men shoveling what i'm assuming is dark matter 
in this context, not Cole, because Cole uh, doesn't seem right. You know, I've I've never actually even thought about it. It has to be dark matter, right? Because I just I see them shoveling it, and I'm like, oh, well, they're shoveling coal. But yeah, you're right. It's got to be dark matter, right? And it would make sense because this ship is so much larger than the Planet Express ship mm-hmm. that you'd have to do it that way. Um, and then they finally get to the Fiesta deck, which I have um, written down as dark and sad. That is the best summary of it. It is. It's almost like a submarine. Yeah. Yeah, they go check out their room, and um, Fry says, oh, at least we've got a window, and he, he raises up the, the little curtain, flap, curtain flap, and it's an exhaust vent. It's literally just a bunch of cots in a room. Mm-hmm. The walls are leaking sludge. Like, it is, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's the Fiesta deck. Everybody decides that they are going to go off and do their own thing. Bender announces he's going to go hit the casino for literally the rest of the yeah, trip. 135 hours. Everybody else, I think, goes and like hits the buffet. Yeah, Amy goes to, to fill up on Bisque. Or Fry announces that it's just uh, the two fake fiancés. Um, puts his arm around Leela, and she's like, take it off or I'll break it off. Right then, Zap enters and does a room check. And she quickly puts his arm back around her because uh, got to keep up that appearance of fake and boy, fiance. And boy, howdy, doesn't that just seem like a, a funny plot that has never been done before ever, ever? Oh, wait for it. It's going to get more cliche. Yes, it, it, it is. And they... Uh, okay. Um, so so it kind of zooms to Bender at the uh, the casino. There's a little brief kind of gag where he attempts to cheat and fails at it because he he bets everything and then rolls in uh, on the craps table and his cheating unit malfunctions so he gets snake eyes and he demands a do-over there's a house limit of three do-overs which is the reason i described any of that no it's it's a great joke that like that <laughs> the casino would have do-overs and like a a limit on (laughs) do-overs and it also implies that other casinos have different number of do-overs yeah exactly this one just happens to be that the limit is three do-overs i would rather go to one with five maybe even seven maybe even ten we also see bender walk over to the bar and uh the bartender there is isaac isaac kind of like i mac Exactly. I mean, it's it's another it's another really dated sort of it's reference a, it's because a love the boat reference. Well, yes, but my my point is the iMac was still pretty new at the time. Oh, I so, see where you're going. With. Well, I think the concept of putting i before something still exists because you got the iPod, the iPad, for sure, but the iPhone. But, but yeah, the iMac is dated. The iMac. I mean, that was back when uh jeff goldblum was doing all those like commercials for imac and they had all the funky colors i really enjoy your your hand movements for jeff goldblum because i'm not i'm not even making fun that is how i expect jeff goldblum to move in every way just like random hand Uh gestures and different perspectives on things but yeah so i mean it's it's a surprisingly dated reference um but yes you're right it is it is a reference between the iMac and then Isaac from the Love Boat. Yeah. Um he uh Bender orders the biggest, cheapest, strongest drink which just seems to be a big old bottle of beer or a big old bucket of beer. 
which I'm fine with. I would drink a bucket of good beer, but then I'm not getting the cheapest drink, I suppose. I don't know if if I'm going to order a bucket of beer, I don't know if I would go for good beer. That seems like something you're, we're just like... Oh, that's right. You're right. Just give me a bucket of PBR and leave me alone. Oh. <laughs> that, that was on, that was on the, the microphone, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Good. Um, I, I don't hate PBR is the thing. It's just... Is, is the bucket too much? I do think a bucket of t- PBR is too much. I do, yes. Ugh. Bender, at this point, Bender is at the bar and sees the fembot again, and they, they speak briefly, and we find she is the Countess de la Roca. Which I I always wondered, is she, is she named after... There's somebody in the credits, like Claudia de la Roca, I think. Mm-hmm. I always see her name in the credits. Do you imagine she's probably named after... Probably. I would assume so. If you know any better, please tweet at Back to Futurama. We also cut here to zap and kiff who are discussing the ship's route which was set by the travel agency which is a straight line through empty space from one planet to the next planet Mm -hmm. zap decides to make a route with a little bit more chest hair on it Mm -hmm. his terms not mine believe me and he plots this route through a bunch of comets Mm mm-hmm which he claims will give him a gravity boost of some sort, he, perhaps. He, he also describes comets as icebergs of the sky. And if we weren't making a closer reference to the Titanic, we are now. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you know what? What? Icebergs are a reference to the 1997 hit film Titanic. We then cut to Amy, who, as she said, is filling up on bisque down at the buffet. And of all people, she runs into her parents, Mr. and Mrs. Wong. That's a bisque kill. How long were you waiting on that one? Top of the noodle. Okay, well. That was uh, uh, that was moment. Oh. She does drop her bisque, so, so yeah. yeah. You know, that's it's pretty legitimate. And I believe this is the first time we've seen Mr. and Mrs. Wong too, right? Yeah, I have it written down as the first mention or not the first mention, but the first appearance. This is where we find out that they are sort of uh, stereotypical parents and really 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 want grandkids sure to the point where they say why aren't you out uh getting knocked up essentially essentially yeah it's like where you know they even mention oh i don't have the the specific line but there's something about um find a man or if not just use him to make as a grandchild Uh uh-huh and it's very kind of like It's it's really squicky. Like yeah. I don't I don't not 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 necessarily even the idea of like just the almost desperate need that the the Wongs have for a grandchild is mm-hmm. kind of just gross. I mean, they point out the kind of overweight gentleman reaching over the sneeze guard <laughs> and like dipping his finger into the bisque mm-hmm. as then, a potential romantic partner for amy just to conceive some grandchildren he also sniffs and the, the bisque and then decides to just taste the bisque off of his fingers right in there mm-hmm. we've already talked too much about bisque guy <laughs> um yeah so so instead of of bisque guy which i will be calling him for the rest of the next minute because I'll, he won't ever show up again. Amy decides to use Fry as her boyfriend. Uh-huh. So now he is Leela's pretend fiance and Amy's pretend boyfriend. I told you it was going to get more cliche. You were right, Ben. How could I have known? 
Also, I don't know exactly what this pertains to, but after that, I have a note that just says Zap being creepy. That could be basically any moment in this episode. Yeah, that w- it, how is that not the title of the episode? Zap being creepy. I will notice uh, note that I have this. This might be Mike being creepy, but I I've always found it interesting Leela's character design. Um, like in this episode, she wears a swimsuit, and the swimsuit has a cutout around her navel belly button uh-huh and i've always found that interesting because they do that often uh-huh a lot of times her belly button is like she's fully covered but there her belly button is for and I've, i'm i wonder if you have any thoughts on that i mean like uh, later on doesn't she have like a fancy dress that does that yeah um yeah that's a good point um i don't know if it's maybe trying to make some sort of uh reference to like her one eye because it's sort of that that singular like circular design kind of in the middle of her body Mm -hmm. that's an interesting thought otherwise i don't really know it is a very interesting design choice it it is and i wonder if there's some of it that's like oh she's the she's the weirdo or she's the sexy one the sexy weirdo sexy weirdo sexy weirdo hey i'm the sexy weirdo here i'm the sexy weirdo here we're both the sexy weirdos here Da, da, da. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Calm down. I will not. We cut to the Countess's mm-hmm. estate room. Right, with um, Bender. With Bender. And she says, I'm just going to go freshen up. And Bender says, I was just about to suggest the same thing, which is a really awkward thing to say to a woman, by the way. I don't recommend <laughs> that. You speak out of experience? No comment. No comments around. Uh, that it, you're right, though. And then she, but she does go in and start freshening up with with what sounds to sounds to be like a like a power sander, like a power sander or uh-huh. some kind of saw. It was uh-huh. interesting. So during this, Bender is like looking around for things to steal because he's Bender mm-hmm. and Ben's favorite character. Uh, I don't know. I keep peppering that in, but just to make sure that everybody remembers that Bender is Ben's favorite character. Oh, they do. Okay. Well, who's mine? Amy. It's true. Uh, so Vendor goes around trying to find uh, something to steal and finally runs into this, what was it, a bracelet? Yeah, a bracelet. Um, With a giant diamond on it. Which is a reference to the 1997 hit film Titanic. Except in Titanic it was a, uh, a necklace and it was like a big sapphire, not a diamond. Interesting. Thank you for that that history lesson. I told you. I was gonna. I was going to... Explain every single Titanic reference just for you. <laughs> but I'm I'm just thanking you for for the service you are doing for pretty much just me. I think at this point, I do have a feeling most of our listeners have seen Titanic. Uh, well, well, let's let's adjust that uh, that Zen diagram and see where we Zen are. diagram. What did I say? Zen. You said Zen diagram. It's a Venn diagram with a V. <laughs> oh no, Zap! No. <laughs> I'm, I am become Zap. Bender finds this bracelet, and he is really into it. It looks very expensive, and he's about to steal it, but then he doesn't. And the Countess comes out, and she says, it's very lovely, isn't it? He says, but only 93% as lovely as you. He says, either that's a computing <laughs> error or the most romantic robot I've ever met. 
and I don't I don't usually sit here and just tell you line for line each scene, <laughs> but that took a lot of setup just for a ninety three percent computing error there, there joke. There is a there is a lot of setup there, but it's it's a good joke. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's it's an enjoyable data joke, which you don't get a ton of anymore. Or before. Or really ever. Later on they're at the bar and Bender doesn't pay for the drinks. Mm-hmm. After telling Isaac or Isaac he's in love mm-hmm. and the drinks and kind of leaves a couple of security guards pop out and uh start beating him up because roughing he didn't him up. roughing him up because he didn't pay for the drinks uh the thing that i like about that is bender's excuses please fellas i'm in love like <laughs> as though being in love means you can just steal stuff and it's fine if that were true if only that were true if only that were true this is also where the Countess finds out that Bender is not a rich robot, which he has claimed from the beginning. Uh, he does not have a whole lot of money. She still loves him anyways and pays for uh, the drinks. Mm-hmm. Now we go to Limbo. Limbo. They Here are comes. having a Limbo competition out by the pool. And this is where we find out that Hermes is a legendary Olympic Limbo champion. That's true, but La Barbara tries to get him to limbo in this for fun competition. However, because of he can't do it because of what happened. And then we have a flashback to the 20, 2980 Olympics where he's, you know, stretching and getting ready to do his limbo when a kid pops in and tells him he's the he's the greatest ever and wants to be just like him, who then runs onto the track and attempts to limbo and literally breaks his back and dies uh-huh i actually wrote like because it's it's in the moment you can't quite tell that he died because it sounds like he just broke his back and you know mm-hmm. you, you don't necessarily die after breaking your back but i i had to go back and adjust it with uppercase and died <laughs> um it's a tragic event but it's also one of my favorite jokes in the entire episode just like the whole setup of hermes is this limbo gold medalist in the olympics and i mean like the the whole setup and just like the kid running like i'm just like hermes and he's like he he literally limbos himself so hard that he dies (laughs) like that's the futurama comedy that i always want to return to is it's just like the future is weird and this is how things are now yeah and i i love it so much like kind of similar to how blurns ball is and how wacky yeah exactly i love blurns ball too i love i love limbo being in the olympics and just it's so good the the that kind of like wacky absurd surrealist kind of stuff yeah i agree Mm -hmm. so they finally go through the limbo competition if there's anybody you would like to call out, you can go for it. No, not really. Like the professor tries and just instantly loses, even though it's like right below his his eyes. Um, so in so Zap decides he can give the he has the authority to decide who wins, and Leela wins because of course, because he knows just how horizontal she can get. Back to my note about Zap being creepy. This is what the the note was for. I mean, I don't know if it, was, if it was specifically for that. It's just Zap being creepy through mm-hmm. the whole episode. That's true. Now, it is important to note that Leela was not participating in the limbo. And oh she no, was she was a, she was reading a book uh, in a in a chair in in her navalless swimming uh-huh. suit because of Leela Leela's quote unquote win 
at Limbo. She and Fry are are invited to the captain's table for dinner. Then we cut back to the whole Bender Countess story. He explains about being poor and all of that, but she says she loves him anyways for his artificial intelligence and his sincerity simulator. I, I very much love the sincerity simulator, and I want to write that as a program. Then they go back to her room, and uh, it's this is another Titanic yeah, moment. I, I I know this one. Like I wrote down Titanic references because I was like, I'm pr- I know the I was pretty sure about may, maybe the kiss, although that's kind of dubious. The drawing one is definitely uh-huh. it's it's the part where he draws her naked but in futurama in this episode it's uh he he kind of does a dot matrix sort of printing sound yes. and then it turns out it's her head and then an and electrical then a, diagram an electrical diagram uh which is consistent with how futurama portrays robot nudity robot pornography Rubo- mm-hmm. pornography nudity yeah and then they they sneak into a car in storage mm-hmm. and uh do whatever robots do I'm assuming they neck that would be what i assume they also do the king of the world thing uh-huh. but instead of you know saying it uh bender can't hold up the countess and then she crashes through the uh-huh the, the deck so I mean that's that's all Titanic references. I'm sure you yeah. are aware. I, I I know enough of the zeitgeist that I have them down as Titanic references, even though I've not seen the movie. Then we cut back to the whole Fry story. There's a lot of cutting back between yeah, stories in this and, one, and they don't I, they really only mesh at the end, and even mm-hmm. then, it's not very meshy. So now we're at the at dinner at the captain's table. My favorite joke in this is that the sign says "All you can eat plus a whole chicken." <laughs> which i just i love so much it's the dumbest thing it's, it's like you you're like oh i can't eat anymore okay here's this chicken to go then yeah yeah i mean i guess why don't more places do that all you can eat plus a whole chicken mike's all you can eat and then a chicken mm-hmm. i uh i'm gonna write the sincerity simulator and then i'm gonna have robots running this restaurant for me okay i have a plan post podcast when when this podcast doesn't really pan out financially Oh, yeah, I'm running that restaurant. Well, it's time. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have to cut out like seven minutes of you laughing. I'm sorry. That was just so perfect. You were laughing, too. Now at dinner, we're in a real jam. Because it turns gym. out that Zap has also invited the Wong family to I don't dinner. see where that's a problem at all. So Fry is there both as Leela's fiance and Amy's boyfriend. Oh, now I get it. And it, it, like I said, it's that it's that really cliche thing. In fact, um, Fry even points out that he learned how to handle situations like this thanks to a little show called Three's Company. Company, which he, he when when uh, it, uh, a little bit of spoiler alert, he gets put on the spot here on deciding who ha- who he has to kiss, um, and he starts singing it to himself. Na 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 na. I'm gonna knock on my door. Na 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 na. Well, you got Mr. Roper. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's fine. It's it's more of a reference than anything else. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like, I, I Futurama writers, I'm sure we're like, we're doing this dumb sitcom plot. Let's at least say I know we we we. It's been done before. Let's just do it. Make a reference to it. Just get out. I I, yeah. I this it, it it almost seems like a plot that they're like we we 
we can't. We got to do something across from the Titanic movie we're we're making. At this point, some comets start hitting the ship. At least it's uh, implied. The ship starts shaking, and you hear a lot of impact. You know, when the ship starts to shaking, don't come a quaking. Oh, that was good. Thank you for finishing my sandwich. Zap gets pulled away from dinner because of the uh, comet catastrophe going on right now. Amy says, "Well, now that Zap's gone." I don't remember how she words yeah, it. Let's basically, let's make out, basically. Yeah. So they kiss, and everybody's mm-hmm. mostly happy, except for mm-hmm. Leela. Leela gets strangely jealous, which, I mean, it's I guess it's the first time we kind of see that, like, maybe there's something a little bit there. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's 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 another cliche. Because, mm-hmm. uh, so, so Zap is pulled into the captain's, captain's quarters, and he... After learning that the comets are probably going to end up damaging the ship, he points to a empty spot of space and plants his uh, plants his course there next to this blackish holish thing. Shouldn't be a problem at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like my notes kind of jump here because now it's just like everything's hitting the fan. Well, I mean, we there is uh, one moment that um, if you are here in the room where it happened, uh, which only Ben was, all right. Uh, Fry and Leela are having a conversation looking out onto the nebulas and things like that. And it pans out to all the different couples at the got Hermes and La Barbara, et cetera, et cetera. And then at the very end, it's Zoidberg and a jellyfish woman, which is the best way I could describe her. Mm-hmm. And I literally at just the sight of this union, I guffawed to which Ben's like, huh? Uh huh. That was another noise that you made when that happened. Yeah, sounds about right. And I beat you to the reference. Fry and Leela are kind of about to kiss because mm-hmm. they're, you know, everybody else has somebody and, you know, they're feeling all lonely. But then right then more comets start hitting the ship. Everything starts going crazy. Well, um, the Titanic, it, it, I, I, th- I thought it was, maybe I misinterpreted, but it was going directly in the black hole at that point. Yes. I mean, I, I don't. I wasn't paying so close attention that I know the exact timeline. Sure. It, I have written down it starts flying into the black hole. Then. I I literally had a thing that just said Zap being creepy in my notes. So I'm not exactly taking good notes on this episode. Okay. Um, and, I, uh, and as we've established, I have five pages of notes. Look, I mentioned, I mentioned last night on Twitter just how bad my notes were. And you're like, oh, I believe in you. Well, that was misplaced hey, trust, well, sir. Well, I... I, I I mean, you you can't go back and fix what happened. All I do, all you can do, is move forward from it and learn from it. And I believe in you to do that. That was oddly like inspirational. Quite. Stuff starts going crazy when it looks like the ship will not survive. Zap points out that uh, it's noble for the captain to go down with the ship. That was very noble of Zap. Well, but then he promotes Kif to captain, so Kif is going down with the ship, and then he jettisons basically Mm -hmm. yep it is not like zap at all to give responsibility to somebody and then have them deal with the repercussions of things not at all the ship is broken in half and the the planet express the the main crew of the 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 show have to go from one side of the ship to the other but bender is going to stay behind to find the countess right but he he pretends that he is going to loot uh one last one last opportunity to steal stuff right which he requests uh, w- when Fry is requested to tell them that he he says he will tell them that he was 
he died prying the wedding ring off of some dead guy's finger. Pretty much, yeah. Bender finds the countess. She's trapped in a hole, but luckily a family broke her fall, so she's okay. And, and the room in which she's in is is on fire. Literally on fire. Bender jumps in with a fire hose and he puts out the, the fire, but then they're also... He's trapped down there, too. And so. the room is flooding. My favorite thing about this whole scene is that when she says, Bender, you saved me, and he says, and I do it again, and perhaps a third time, but that'd be it. <laughs> he ha- he has a very clear, like, uh-huh. eh, you know, at that point, I think we're good. Yep. Two times, of course. Three times, maybe. Four times. No, no way. Yeah. He has, he, he sticks to his code, he does. Then we're back with the rest of the Planet Express uh, crew. They are still running toward those escape pods, and a fire door just slams shut. Zoidberg manages to slide under, and like somehow his claw is strong enough to keep keep the it open, door but not, open. But he can't lift it. He any can't higher. lift it any higher, but it's not closing anymore. And this is a job for the Olympic limbo champion. He steps up and he he tears off his his tuxedo that he's wearing, and he's literally got his earth team olympic limbo uniform uniform on (laughs) which is is an amazing sight gag that you should look look at if you can if you have access to the show right now then he he attempts um to limbo under it and he's like not even close Mm -hmm. and then he summons up his courage and he says this is for that that little boy who's up in heaven limboing right now right and he manages to limbo under, I don't know, what would you say, maybe about three inches? At most. I mean, it's... It's crazy, yeah, because it's closed, too. Uh-huh. So. so he manages to limbo under that, and he's like, oh, Zoidberg, that was easy. Like, lower it another inch. LaBarber La says, just do it, you hot dog. Um, my favorite part of that whole thing is that to get Hermes in the right mind space to limbo correctly, uh, LaBarber pulls out some steel drums. Well, I mean, she plays a... a like big salad bowl like it's a steel drum it doesn't it's not even really a steel drum well, all right. I, she plays something as in the style of a steel drum which is just hilarious to me the countess and bender are in the flooded room that they left before um and they kind of like just stand there and at the bottom of the water for a moment and then they realize that the countess is a class three yacht and she you know grow, not grows but like she like Extend, sprouts out extends, extends her, out that's a good way extends to put it her her you know propeller or you know engine or i mean it's a propeller a sure. propeller out of basically her butt uh-huh and they just go go up through the the hole that they come through the planet express crew makes it out to the escape pods but they're waiting for bender they're waiting for bender uh we also see amy's parents come back and they's in the middle of all this chaos mm-hmm they say, oh, hey, Amy, we found you a new man. A captain. And it turns out it's Kiff. It's the first time that they meet. They are immediately just taken mm-hmm. with each other. He sweeps her off. Sweep, her. Literally sweeps her literally, off her yeah. feet. Um, I think they even like kiss a little bit. They do, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they get on the escape pod, and everybody's still waiting around for Bender, mm-hmm. but time's running out. So they they close up the escape pod right about when bender and the countess kind kind of start running to from the door to the escape pod and the escape pod ejects and bender and the countess jump through the ejection hole and cause the glass to shatter and grab onto the escape pod tragically 
that are too heavy. They're yeah, two metric tons. Is that what it was? Two metric tons overweight. The countess starts slipping, and and uh, they're only they're holding onto this bra- the, bracelet. The bracelet from before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bender says, "Well, if you let go, I let go." And then she says, "No, you have to go on. You'll love again. One day you'll share your love again. After all, it's, it's shareware." Yes. I love I love I love the unison. I also love the joke. It's a good joke. It's, it's Well, it's it's also like we di- we discussed last week with all the the kind of computery nerd stuff uh-huh. like of it's right up our alley. The interesting thing I think about the shareware joke is yeah, it it has that really nerd sort of joke, but it's also it's just the right level of pun where it's like, I appreciate it, but I also kind of just like slap my forehead a little bit with yeah. like how bad it is at the same time. So it's, it's this very special like class of joke where I'm like, Oh, I love it. And I hate it all at once, but it's, yeah. it's a pretty good joke. It's a good joke. The bracelet breaks. She falls into the black hole and then Bender gets real sad and he comes into the escape capsule and, um, He's he's just he's torn up and then he says, "Yeah. Well, I'll always have this bracelet. What do you think it's worth?" And Hermes looks at it for a moment. It's, uh, it's fake mon. It went to which Bender is just even more heartbroken. Just and that's how we end this episode. And just fades out right there. Yeah. With that, let's talk about grades. Grades. As somebody that has not watched the the night, what was it, 1997? The hit 1997 James Cameron film, Titanic. Okay. As somebody that has not seen what Ben just said, even even knowing, um, it, no, it, I mean, it was 1997. So even when, it, when this was made, it was 2000. So at least three years old. Looking back on it in 2016, it is dated. It's incredibly dated. And... Like I've I missed some of the Titanic references um, that Ben got because he's seen the movie, but even then it feels dated and out. It, it was in the zeitgeist probably when it was there, but it was it's not currently, and it just doesn't feel it. It uh, mostly doesn't feel like a good Futurama episode to me. There are some good bits, but I don't think it sol- uh, s- saves the the plots because I don't think the plots were very interesting. The Fry, Leela, Amy plot was not fun. Not funny at all. The Countess Bender was somewhat. I I can't give this anything better than the C, I think. Even with the big guffaw I had at Zoidberg and the jellyfish woman. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I'll go with the C. Like you mentioned, it's an episode that basically exists off of titanic references which were dated even at the time i think even in 2016 most people are aware enough of titanic that a lot of those references still land but it doesn't stop it from feeling dated additionally like you said the fry leela fake fiance thing plus the fry amy fake boyfriend thing and the crossover of the like threes company thing none of that's really interesting to me it's a pretty Zap-heavy episode, which I've gone on record before as saying I'm not a big fan of Zap Brannigan. There are a few saving graces of this episode. Mostly, I, like I said, I love Hermes' limbo thing. Like, we get that. That's the, the first reveal of his limbo uh, skills and his history as an Olympian in limbo. And that's great. I love it. Beyond that, there are a couple of pretty good 
mostly sort of throwaway jokes, but it is largely just, hey, we want to poke fun at this three-year-old movie that is just all the more bland in 2016. So this is maybe going to hurt, but I'm going to give this my lowest score yet. I'm going to give it a D. I thought you were going to give it an A minus minus. No. Um, yeah, it's, it, it is. And I mean, don't get me wrong. D, D is a very harsh grade. It's still Futurama and it's still decently enjoyable. But if I'm going to, if I'm going to be honest with myself, this is one that I'm just, I mean, I, I'm probably going to skip more often than not. It's yeah. not, it's not really a good episode. And, and if the only thing it does for the, like the lasting plot, you know, over, I mean, even plot is giving it too much credit, I think, for Futurama. But, like, character backstory, the only thing that it does is give Hermes basically uh, La Barbara and then also it basically humanizes Hermes, right? It's it's true. It's it, kind of the first time we really see anything out of Hermes. I yeah. mean, he's kind of been a background character sure. up to this point. So, so Hermes is Jamaican. He is a... a bureaucrat a bureaucrat he now has a wife and he used to be a limboer like if that's the only thing this episode does then i would agree with you that it, it should be low because i mean it will amy and kiff also mean it's it is important for later on but um yeah i mean it's just there's not a whole lot to this episode it's it's kind of a weak episode yeah. and yeah it's unfortunate you know i feel really weird uh about it but yeah i, I can't yeah, I think I might have to adjust my grade down because I think you're right. It just doesn't. It, yeah, I think I'm probably gonna have to change it from a C to a, I mean, D plus maybe C minus. Okay, somewhere around there. I mean, I, it's it's harsh, but it is what it is. I mean, when you when you focus so heavily on those timely references, I mean, that's just not gonna hold up very well. Uh, certainly not. I mean, there are things that that are funny. Like again. Zoeberg and the jellyfish woman which i will continue to reference but when you're just making a joke of ha 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 we i'm king of the world ah, ha ha you fell through the deck it's i mean and even i mean who even then who it was wasn't the end, right? making i'm king of the world jokes at the time like everybody else was doing that too it's just and they'd already been done they've been done for three years mm-hmm. yeah i i feel like it's just a lazy episode it just i, I don't want to say it's a lazy episode because the i think the writers knew it they had gotten themselves into, which is why you had the threes company kind of lampshading on it. But it's, that doesn't yeah. make it a good episode. I think they worked from a bad, not necessarily bad, but a not even, not timely and not funny plot synopsis to get to where they needed, like building out that plot. And I, I think if you start from a, from bad, you can't grow, so, grow something good from it. Yeah, that's true. Well, and that's, I mean, that's our opinion at least. So, yeah, if you disagree, tweet at us at Back to Futurama. Or send us an email at Back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. Regardless, if you think we're right or wrong, you, we, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, please rate and subscribe. And I hope you rate us better than we rated this episode because we were not kind. Sometimes we may not deserve a good rating. Sometimes we do. It's up to you guys. And until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.